welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week we're going to be reviewing Afterlife Series 3. Yeah, Series 3 just came out as we mentioned, I believe, in the last episode. I think so. I think we've touched on it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, I guess just to preface, there will be spoilers for Afterlife all seasons, but especially Season 3. Yeah, um, also there's kind of hard-hitting topics, so trigger warning, I guess, for those type of things, if you're sensitive yeah. to them. Um, we'll try and make it light-hearted, but those things might come up in conversations, <laughs> so. <laughs> Full warning. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we... You start. <laughs> okay, um, I, had, I had one thing that was kind of tangential to the series, I suppose, okay. which was... Which did affect it for me, though, um, and made me perhaps enjoy the series this season a little bit less, was the lack of Sandy and Roxy. Yeah. I've seen a load of things online where they just, <laughs> everyone's just like, why are they not included this series? Yeah, well, I actually Googled it because I was curious, and I was like, why did they just replace Sandy and just mention Roxy but not put her in it? And yeah. apparently Roxy wasn't included because they didn't have much story for her, so they just didn't write her in it because it would have taken up more time. In that the limited time scale yeah. of the episodes, um, yeah, and then Sandy is because Mandy Bill and the actress was in a show in America while they were filming it, so she couldn't be in it. I mean that's fair enough. I mean COVID has kind of impacted that, I guess. It wasn't as easy for yeah. them to just come out and do stuff. No, it's kind of a shame that Roxy wasn't in it because she was kind of. She was one of my highlights, I think, for like series one and two, a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it's it's sad that she's not in this series, but I get it if they didn't have a lot of story because there was a lot of things that they kind of went through this series. Um. Some of it hard hitting, some of it not so. But yeah. Well, I mean, with it being the final season, they had to wrap a lot of things up. So mm. I can see how I guess Roxy's story wouldn't have been the most important thing to to focus on. Um, no. But yeah, both of those characters I think are were like two of my favourites before, especially like some of the specific moments, like um, Sandy um, crying and not wanting Tony to be sad and stuff. Like that was really, yeah. <laughs> really got me. <laughs> but yeah, it really I mean... did. <laughs> um, there's tons of things in this series that get me. I mean, I, I said before we came on that there was something in this series that got me. And it's, oh, gosh. It's not... I would say it's not, like, easy watching. It, and like, at times, it can be very serious. But yeah. then, uh, which completely works for what it's meant to be doing anyway. Um, but it is... Sometimes you go, oh, God. <laughs> um, and you feel yourself welling up a little bit. Um, yeah, like season season one and two, I I cry almost every episode. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> for some reason, it just gets me so much. Um, this season, I only cried once, and that was in the last episode. So, definitely not as hard hitting this season. See, I'm not. <laughs> this is where me and you differ because I didn't cry at all during series one and two. Like, I got <laughs> a bit teary, and then this one, I think, I think it's because it's the finale series. So, like, especially episode. Uh, the last one <laughs> um just with everything culminating you're like oh god oh no and you, <laughs> you just like everything gets to you um so i'm yeah, an emotional yeah. wreck with most finales <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um it, it, it's like i say it's not there's there's stuff that are that is hard hitting you know depression is like the biggest thing in this series and it's what it's kind of well that and grief and Mm. There's, there's a lot of serious things that this show does a very good job of portraying. Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think it handles a lot of it with, well, it handle handles it with bluntness, and just kind yeah. of, oh yeah, I mean, this is the reality. You can just kind of get through it, and you're going to watch us um, talk about it. But then also, yeah. like, it, it doesn't. It, I'm glad that it talks about these things because not a lot of. I mean, I know more and more things are, are doing that these days, but. This was especially being a specific, like almost character study on someone who is suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very uh, yeah. interesting to to watch. It really is, and I mean, I I will be the first to admit that I'm not the biggest Ricky Gervais fan, but I think he does an incredible job in this show. 
Yeah. Um, I know he wrote and directed most of it, and I know quite a lot of it he bases on himself a little bit. Um, but it's still like it's still very very convincing acting, even in the bits that you would go, well, you don't quite relate to that bit, but I get you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, if we want to stick to Ricky Gervais a little bit, because um, one of my notes was that something I noticed in this season was some of Ricky's like real life belief beliefs kind of coming out a little bit in some of the yeah, scenes. <laughs> like, like before. I mean, he he always has. Like Tony, the character has always been just Ricky Gervais, but depressed pretty much in this season, yeah, in the series, much. but. Um, in this one especially, there was a there was a flashback with um, Lisa and his dad sat in his living room where he was like almost arguing with her about like whether there's a heaven or whatever. Mm. Because obviously he's an atheist. I mean, I'm atheist too, but like it that felt a little bit forced. And there was a, another scene where he, he did it as well, and it felt a little bit like Ricky was trying to say something through the through the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Ricky's trying to get too much of his own opinion into it to a degree where you're like, this isn't character, like, conscious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like Ricky wouldn't, no, not, not Ricky, Tony wouldn't, like, yeah. get that irate about it with his wife. <laughs> no, especially at that point, because obviously at that point, you know, he thinks his life is great and everything. He's not depressed and suicidal, so he wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I get it if you, if you, if he was portrayed as a guy before anyway with like a very quick tempo or whatever but he's not really portrayed as that at any point no um so it's a little bit out of character but i guess things like religion and big things like like big philosophical discussions like that can sometimes cause <laughs> um intense debates <laughs> mm. um, um with although with that with the kind of atheism stuff they they did kind of redeem that for Tony with the the cancer patients, the, the children. Oh, jeez, that got that got me. Yeah. And I, I knew that was the very beginning of that episode. And I was like, this is going to go downhill. It's going to be getting definitely more crying. Um, yeah, that was really, uh, really quite moving, actually. Yeah, um, because I I think it, again, it's kind of testament to Ricky Gervais and the fact that he managed to act the way that you could completely imagine it. Like you could see it in his eyes, where he's like. I want to tell this kid that, you know, my life story, but I really shouldn't because it's just yeah. going to make him worse. Um, so it's it's very moving at that point because you can see, like, the adult protective, the maternal instinct, as it will be, being like, no, 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 I need to protect you. And like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll come see you every day and whatever. But then also the fact that, oh, what's his friend's name? Oh, that's going to annoy me. Lenny? Oh, Tony. No, no, Tony Way? Lenny. Lenny. There we go. There we go. That's the actor, Tony Way. Jeez, <laughs> um, <laughs> too many Tonys. Um, no, but the fact that in that one scene, he can give one look to the child that's all maternal and I'm protecting you from keeping your innocence and everything, and then give a look to Lenny that's saying the complete opposite of, I'm not okay at this point. <laughs> like, I am, like bordering on breakdown at this point and, and it's yeah. incredible that scene um and it was a really nice full circle moment for his character like it really rounded out his arc and the lessons that he's learned throughout all three yeah. seasons because he was like he finally rather than just saying what he thought he said what the what was right for the for the moment to the child yeah. by saying oh yeah of course i believe in an afterlife and whatever even though he doesn't like doesn't wholly believe it. like at least the character of Tony doesn't wholly believe it, even yeah. though Ricky Gervais doesn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um no, just like talking more about that, the fact that from that one moment he's like, that's no, that's it. I I have more to give in my life. <laughs> you know, I don't have to be a miserable sod in <laughs> the world. Like I can make people laugh. I can I, I've got £150,000 that I can just give out to people who need it and yeah oh, that's just... that's one of the things I loved about the season 2 um, arc that he had where he kept taking people out for a cup of tea and like talking to them about their problems yeah and like having a, a quiet moment with them like he did with Cass oh yeah Cass <laughs> uh, okay. yeah Cass. Cass 
Jeez, no. Oh god, no. That, that, that got me having a tangent then. <laughs> Kath went through like a proper, uh, like a very quick but a proper cycle in this series. Yeah. Um, like obviously, he's been like the, the troubled single one anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that they explored that a bit more this series was just, it was very nice to see. It was like refreshing a little bit. Um, yeah, I always liked her character early on in this series. Um, as just like the the conspiracy believing like airhead of the office, but it was always <laughs> yeah. like she always performed it really well, and it was very entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with the really emotional arc in this one, I think that's one of the things that got me the most in season three was um, when she said when she just broke down and said she's so lonely, and then when she was in the this is the gym class. The laugh yoga. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I've honestly, I've never been more angry at one. I was like, seriously, there's not a single person in that room who would go and hug her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get that it's laugh yoga, but if you see someone break down, they're trying to be forced to laugh. I, what part of you wouldn't go and hug that person? <laughs> okay, let's take a moment. Like the instructor's just like, I think you're bringing the vibe down. You need to leave, and I'm like, oh, this. is they're going to show like she's killed herself or she's suicidal now like they're, they're, that's the next thing i was expecting <laughs> it It didn't happen thank god <laughs> i was expecting it um oh and then she got the dog i know and her boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> the postman i'm all things <laughs> oh, I, I love um <laughs> well yeah what's he called joe joe, uh, wilkinson. joe wilkinson yeah he's great so good very funny. He remind there's a lot of there's a lot of comedians out there who remind me of my dad. <laughs> in the sense that they're just they've got to a certain age of life and they're like, nah, I'm cynical old man. <laughs> that is my personality <laughs> trait. And I'm like, why do you remind me of my father? <laughs> um but yeah, no. <laughs> I also love how like a very large chunk of this cast is just comedians that are friends with Ricky. <laughs> Ricky just went, guys, guys, I'm doing a new series. Wanna come do it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? But <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, and and it really works because all of them are good actors as well. Weirdly, I've noticed yeah. that a lot of comedians are also just actors as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, I've I've said it to like people before that I think comedians make some of the best actors in the industry because they used to having to like make people laugh or force themselves to not laugh at something they've said about like something funny so already mm. they're kind of acting or performing to a certain level so if you then stick them in something like this where it's kind of like a dark comedy they they already kind of know how to do it it's just they've got to do it in front of a camera instead of <laughs> on yeah. stage um and they can do a lot of um like improv stuff as well yeah. Which I'm sure they get a lot of practice with uh, in stand up. So <laughs> I wonder how much of that was, was got into the show, actually, the improv stuff. I don't know. I reckon there's a lot of stuff in there. Like, if they ever yeah. did a behind the scenes, you'd like see a lot of it, I think. I've seen some of the behind the scenes stuff of like them just not being able to get through scenes because they're laughing so much. <laughs> yeah. That is a common thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the one in, is it season two with Ratty and the Nonce in the pub? Where he's listing off all the nicknames. That is the best scene in the show, and it's, it's so funny. I think half the scenes where someone is being insulted, they're just improv. It's just... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the script just says, insult this person. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I've, n I've noticed a couple times in it that you, there's, like, odd cuts between some scenes. And it's not anything too jarring or anything, but it's like... You could tell that someone was probably going to try and finish off a sentence or a line there, and then it's been cut and they've moved on to the next bit. Yeah. Um, and that's the like one critique I have, like one tiny critique I have, and it's only been, I think it's been scenes where like someone's improved a line a bit, um, but they've possibly run it on a bit too long, or the bit that they say afterwards is right, but the bit before was, and you can just tell a little bit. It, it again, minor critique. Tiny, tiny, tiny. I'm not sure I noticed that too much. Um, I think my biggest critique, though, of, of season three only is mm. that, I don't know, it just it wasn't as funny as the other seasons. No. It wasn't as funny. It wasn't as emotionally hard-hitting for me, at least. And 
not as much happened. Like there weren't as many storylines going on. Or... Well, I suppose at this point they were trying to tie everything up, weren't they? So they were kind of they didn't want to start anything new because that would that would take too long. Well, no, they'd probably want to fully flesh it out and then close it, which they couldn't do in the seven or eight episodes they have. Six, I think. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm guessing because I've sat watching it for so long. I binge stuff so much. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, no six. I am wrong. <laughs> oh well. Um, but no, it, it is like you said before. They they were tying things up anyway, so I yeah, just didn't want to start anything new. But I don't know. And I mean, they did start a couple of things, but they were mostly wrapped up within one episode, which I feel like is also why it felt a little bit shorter. And yeah. Not as much going on, like like with um Colleen, the new character who I oh, yeah. found kind of pointless honestly but like her <laughs> not wanting to live with whoever she's living with it was her family the mom yeah um like that was wrapped up in one episode like she got an apartment from ken yeah like and we even saw her in it in that episode in the same episode so it was a bit like mm. <laughs> oh pointless um yeah i liked her character at times but i, I feel like she was just brought in like, I didn't see the point in them bringing her in. No, and they specifically yeah. characterised her as, like, another cynical, kind of depressed, like, person at, like, the end of their tether, almost. Yeah. And I thought, well, this could be interesting as, like, a vice to um, Tony. But then mm. they just kind of became friends, and then she was just ignored for the rest of the season. So Yeah, she was in it a lot. <laughs> no. I was there, well, at first I didn't know her age, but to Tony's so I was like, potential love interest, and there's going to be a love triangle there. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't, and then I was like, oh, right, okay, so, like, Tony's going to, like, see from the outside how miserable he is and change his ways. Nope, that didn't happen either. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, I get, maybe, I get, I sort of get why she was brought in, but not really. Um, yeah, she definitely seemed like she was going to be something for the season, and she just kind of faded away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah, she was just there. <laughs> um, I would hate to find out something like Ricky Gervais started writing, and then when he decided he didn't have to do another series, was like, ah, I'll try and like make a character less than what I wanted it to be. I really hope that's not a thing that happened. Um, yeah. I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> I suppose on the um, subject of like, the love triangle, we could talk about Emma a bit. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Emma. Aww. I'm happy that she found someone else by the end of the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did feel bad for her that, you know, I mean, I feel bad for both of them, and it was kind of an awkward thing that they ended up in. Yeah. And I'm glad it was resolved. But the way they resolved it in this season, they kind of painted Emma as a bit of a bitch for, like, at least the first half. Like yeah. She'd been weirdly cold and like, uncaring about, like, I, I mean, I don't know, it was weird. It didn't... I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, no, I get what you... <laughs> it's hard to explain. Um, so watch the series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, it's like, it's almost like she's given up with Tony at this point where she's like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's, it's they almost portray her to be quite selfish, I guess. So like... Yeah, that's what I mean. It, which doesn't seem anything like, well, at least how she was portrayed anyway. So that's a bit, that's a bit, that's a bit wrong in character development, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I get where they, they were going with it, but... It, yeah, it definitely feels like a bit of a betrayal of where it was going. And also, the timescale of the show, like, between seasons, like, how long's it been? It makes it feel like they've been trying at this for, like, what, maybe a month, and she's just given up and been annoyed with him? Yeah. But then in this season, they talk about the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, so, I mean, <laughs> who knows how long it's been, but... <laughs> Actually, it's one of the first shows I've seen that is like, properly addressed... Well, not properly addressed it, but, like... They've just made it a normal part of what's going on. Um, yeah. 
there isn't a lot of shows that have come out. I mean, obviously, a lot of the shows we've been watching aren't set in current time anyway. <laughs> um, but there isn't a lot of, like, reality sitcoms like this sort of, where they've actually properly just mentioned it in conversation, mentioned it in passing, and not made, made a massive thing about masks or, like, made it a huge storyline or something. Like, they've just gone, yeah, COVID sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> and then make <laughs> a funny joke out of it. Yeah. Um, which I think is the best way to handle it <laughs> in media. But um... Yeah, that's true. Because the, the time that I remember them mentioning it the most was Tony and Anne talking about it in the graveyard, I think. Yes, I think um, so. That was the only time. I mean, Anne wasn't in it as much, actually, was she? I just realised. No, she was kind of just... She was sat on a bench the entire time. <laughs> yeah, there were quite a few characters that they sidelined a little bit. I get, I get, again, I get why. Because there was a lot of, like, there was the big storyline with Tony that needed to be wrapped up and whatever, and there was only, like, those characters that needed to be involved. But they could have taken out one of the many sports scenes with uh, Matt. Yeah. Um, and they could have replaced that with something, you know, another scene with Anne. I don't know, someone else. <laughs> it was um, just, just something a bit different because obviously they mentioned like that oh i could drink uh what is it i could drink 12 pints and still beat you at table tennis and then when at the end of that episode matt's like oh uh let's try a different sport let's try something that's more sporty or whatever i was expecting like that's just a storyline that has background not yeah we're gonna see a tennis match and a squash battle <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, also he ends up in hospital at the end of the series i mean he's out of the hospital by the time the fair's around but, like, that's all he's in hospital, and then... Yeah, okay. just has a heart attack, I guess. <laughs> like Yeah, like, cardiac issues or something like that, and... Yeah. I feel like that was unnecessary character development. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, the whole point of that rivalry was, like, Tony proving that um, Matt is, like, a bit of a weakling and not as manly as he likes to think he is yeah and then they like went full fully in on that and just were like boom heart issues <laughs> okay <laughs> um oh oh no hang on what was i thinking of then oh the two i can't swear on this podcast but the two absolute knobheads that's the only word i can describe i have to bleep it out probably <laughs> um they're just like, oh, boys first, boys, boys to men. Duh, duh, duh. I get why they're there as characters. I hated them so much. I just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this there's Ratty and the Nuns? Is that yeah. the the? Oh yeah, the scene where they come in talking about the podcast. <sighs> Genuinely. I've never been angry. I've genuinely never been more like I'm. I'm threatening to not watch the rest of this show. <laughs> yeah, I really hate. It. Like, I get that they were brought in to be that type of character, but ah, oh, it was so on the head, and it was so genuinely. I want to punch these people. That it, <laughs> it really irritated me. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, no, I can't. I, I can't go into it. Genuinely. <laughs> I feel like um, in. The previous seasons, they were less like this and more just very vulgar and over the top. And it was, and that's what made it funny was because they were just ridiculous. Whereas in this, they were like, actually, there are people like this, and this is really annoying. Yeah, because it's like the fact that like, oh yeah, don't talk about feelings. And I'm like, I get that this is a show about mental health, and we're trying, like, you guys are trying to be brought in as like the people who are like, ah, this is what actual society is like. But it was so on the head and it was so unnecessarily aggressive the entire time they were on screen that I was, I genuinely annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey-ho, I, get it, I, I guess it is there to represent the real people in the world who are like that. <laughs> as irritating um, as they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd heard about that scene um, in episode three ahead of time saying that it was it was very good and it was like one of the best scenes of the season, like it was really funny. And I got to it and I just I just didn't find it funny. I just found them irritating. Yeah. 
I was like, like it's not it's not like the the nickname scene. It's like just <laughs> like the characters went from being like irritating adult men to being fourteen year old boys who've got nothing better to do. That was like their character arc, and it really yeah. oh, also annoys me so much. <laughs> justice for for us podcast hosts. Um, I feel like there's a lot of memes about people, you know, getting stuck in life and then just starting a podcast. <laughs> How um, dare they? <laughs> yeah. We're not stuck in life, we're students. There's a very big yeah, difference. Exactly. I mean we, we could we could be actually, you know, being productive you know, students work, doing work or whatever. <laughs> but no But we choose to make content, that's what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> actually, speaking of real people, I'm gonna it's one scene, but I cannot stop thinking about it. And it's the one where he throws a cactus through a Land Rover's window. It is a f- <laughs> honestly those two scenes, like the two linking scenes in that episode, are the most glorious bit of British television I've ever watched. I, re- I really wish that car had been a BMW. That would have been fun. Oh, like yeah, a BMW or a Mercedes or something like something driven by someone who you just know is gonna be um, Tesla. Yeah, and yeah, oh, it would have been <laughs> glorious retribution. But no, it's it's one of the greatest bits of British TV because it really is just like. Everybody almost gets run over by a car, and we all go, what the hell? Someday I'd throw a brick through your window. He actually throws a cactus through this dude's window and is just completely unapologetic about it. Yeah. I love great. it. So good. <laughs> I'm confused why the guy didn't like run after him, though, to be fair. Usually those kind of people are like, yeah. Get out and be a little confrontational about it. but Especially in the UK. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be honest with you, this series as a whole is just very good. British level humour, which sounds <laughs> odd, but you understand. <laughs> mm. Like slightly depressing with a hint of like humour, wit and sarcasm in there. That's about that's the level of British comedy. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of, you know, existential dread and Yeah, exactly. It's not British if it if there isn't some form of the world is gonna die at some point. <laughs> like that full on everything's gone to hell type of attitude. That's not British, if not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think all the characters do a brilliant job of portraying. (laughs) (laughs) I love Carrie Godleyman as Lisa. um, I'm segueing completely to a different character, but I adore Lisa as a character, even though she's only on scene for flashbacks and home videos. I adore her. Um, And yeah, she's like the biggest kind of emotional crying vessel in the chair as well well the last video at the very end of of episode six i was in tears i was in (laughs) tears and i can't i'm not even going to apologize about it i was just in tears i like i don't i don't know what it is i think it really is just amazing acting more than anything else like i've shown that scene to who did i show it to i showed it to someone and they'd never seen any of afterlife but they were like no, genuinely, I'm in tears right now. And they they had no idea about any other part of the show but that, and they were in tears. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it means I, something. Um, one thing that really helps it as well is like the transition from the the happy married couple, like home videos, having fun, and then it switches to like her in a hospital bed, like dying mm. of cancer, and it's like, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Again, it's very British. We rise to the top of the roller coaster and then it drops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Like that, that. But it really, it was, oh, it's so well put together and how each of those bits transitions. And you really, even though it's only, you know, a flashback or a home video and then Ricky Gervais sitting drinking a bottle of wine with his dog, even in those, in that two, in, in that transition you get all of that emotion of you can see how badly everything's affected him. Mm. Um, and that, that, you know, that's a thing that carries through all three series, but it, it really, it never gets old. I like at no point do I go, oh God, it's another one. Because there's always something new. <laughs> there's always a new home video. I mean, obviously they film them for each series, but like, there's always a new home video. They revisit the same home video, but a different part of it. And you're like, oh, and it hits again, and it's yeah, very emotional. <laughs> yeah, the the writing is in the show is so good. Mm. Like not even just those ones, but like um, Anne is always has such profound things to say. 
And oh, she's like, really good in the last episode. I'm going to see if I can find it. Keep them looking. <laughs> yeah, she has some really iconic lines, and she's very wise. And I, I would like to just sit on a bench with her and talk about life, I guess. Yeah. She really is someone you could just sit... You really could just sit on that park bench and listen to her give you, like... What's the word? Prophetic? Messages? I think that's the right word. I don't know. <laughs> Prof- yeah, like prophecies and things. I think that's the thing I'm trying to say. <laughs> um... Oh, I can't find it. Either way, it was really pretty. Um, I think it was something like, I don't think there are angels in heaven. The only way to be an angel is to be one when you're alive. Yeah. And that's, even though it's such a, like, a simple sentence, it's really impactful because yeah. I think it kind of speaks to the people who aren't atheists and the people who are because you've got... You know the, the idea of angels or what? Then somebody, yeah, but you can be an angel and not be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know the way to be an angel is by doing good things while you're still alive, and I think, you know, that was another thing that impacted Tony as a character because from that point on, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm going to cash in that check. I'm going to give my money away to people. I'm going to make people happy. And it, yeah, it, it's really, really impactful. Um. Yeah, this this show has one of the best messages and like moral um, lessons of any show. Mm. Definitely listen to what it's telling you because <laughs> it's such a, such a good message. And like I say, a lot of the characters are have these profound lines and wisdoms. They really do. Like you, <laughs> you I mean, you've said it. You could li- sit and listen to most of the characters just talk about. Um. And you do some episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just... It's so amazing how they do it. How, I, I know a lot of shows try and do mental health well or whatever, but this show really goes into it. Like, really... It doesn't just show someone going to therapy because they're depressed. It shows someone going through every stage of it throughout every part of their, like, day. How some days you don't want to get up, how some days you... You really can't be bothered to do anything at all. And then, obviously, the dog is such a saviour for Tony. Um, oh, Brandy. Oh, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> I've read so many theories about the end of that series. I don't know if... I still don't know if he's dead or not. Um, oh, right, yeah. Because... Uh, I don't think he is. I hope not. I think, from what I could tell from what something Ricky Gervais has said to someone on Twitter was... The end of the the end of the series represents like it shows that life still goes on. This, the the village fair happened five hundred years ago, and it's going to happen in another five hundred years, and that was the idea of it, I think, which is why he fades at the end of it. But I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I see. I think it's more just like he's he's reached the end of that arc now. He's kind of more content with himself. He's helped other people out. And he can, he can now just kind of fade into the background and live his life a little bit. Yeah. It's just, it's a nice way. <laughs> it was nice, but I think it confused a lot of people the way it ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, li- I liked how, how Lisa faded in and walked with him for a bit as well. Though. That was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how they filmed that scene, though. <laughs> yeah, I I was actually thinking that when they were doing it. I was like, is she like, <laughs> she like comped in afterwards or... She like edited out into the... I don't know, because obviously they hold hands at some point. So you think, right, okay, so she was holding hands from the beginning and like edited her out a little bit, but then it makes no sense for them to edit her out, to edit her in, to edit her out again. Like Yeah, and I thought, well maybe it's two different shots, but then he walks like flawlessly all the way through Yeah. There's no cut there. So I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Cinematography answers, that's what I need. <laughs> corridor crew get on it get <laughs> exactly um but yeah no so that that was that was one of the many th- <laughs> the simple things that confuse Evelyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um one on on a like profound characters um june had some very wise words to say which is very unexpected because she's always been like a bit of an airhead character yeah um, and then in the final episode, she was like, came out with this wise, like, 
monologue a little bit, and I was like, oh, hello, what's this about? Where'd you learn this? <laughs> you learned pig words. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're on about the one to do with money, isn't it? I think I found it. Yeah, I think it might be that, actually, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I saved it. I saved it. Well, no, I found it somewhere. <laughs> um, it's basically like, oh, I can't remember it. Uh, money is tokens to spend. It's not a representation of a person. That's sort yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, again, it, it's it's a very impactful um, statement <laughs> to make. But again, it hit, I think it hits Tony at the right point because he kind of snaps out of it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I found it, I found it. There you go. Oh. Money, is, uh, money is just spending tokens. Lisa was a beautiful person who you spent your life with. She lives in your heart. She only took out the life insurance, so you didn't have to worry. That was that was Bless. the quote. Bless. <laughs> it's really sweet, but it I, I suppose it is one of those things that if you've lost someone, it is something you think about a lot because obviously mm. lots of people keep possessions of people who've died or keep things that were given to them by someone, especially monetary values or whatever. And go, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I won't spend it because it was their money and whatever. And you, I, I guess you don't think, yeah, well, no, you, you use it as a, a way of saying, oh, but this is proof that they were here. And then you go, but I've got photos of them. I've got this that was you know, ours together or something and it, it, you kind of <laughs> realise that money, the money that they've given you isn't <laughs> it isn't a way of them, re you know, you remembering them. It's, it was almost a gift from them to you before they went. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's very, it was almost, not childish, what's the word? A less forward way of putting it to people. I guess, without throwing it in their face a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, again, it's something that some shows can do. <laughs> you know, if they've got a message to say, they'll literally, you know, slap it across your face. Um, whereas I think this show especially is very good at just subtly telling you what you need to do or telling you a bit of advice that you maybe didn't even realise you needed. Mm. And that was, I guess, that was one of those moments. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm going to do a bit of a 180. Uh, <laughs> there, was, there, are, there are also characters in this that are not profound and they're just there for laughs. Like my favourite character in this season, which was Kath State, the English teacher. <laughs> that scene was amazing. Oh my god! It was so awkward and so brilliant. <laughs> 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 I, I just I loved how well, I don't love it but I loved the scene how condescending he was oh my god um, yeah and how he was like like she was being very quiet with her answers because it was really awkward and he was like like almost egging on her answer and was like oh yeah okay right and then and then what <laughs> and it was just oh it was so good I mean most of her dates were quite funny and awkward yeah like the one when she's date well when she's on a date with a lawyer and then someone chokes and he's like oh she's a doctor and she's like no i'm off duty <laughs> oh, yeah. oh god <laughs> the classic stressful british comedy moment oh my god oh geez so funny i mean i think british comedy is is <laughs> as a whole involves a lot of awkward silences or awkward tension and i think that's how a lot of <laughs> our humor goes um it's because, because it's very real to, to our actual experience in life <laughs> yeah most British people, we have an issue, we just silence. <laughs> yeah. We don't discuss it, that's it. <laughs> actually, earlier I said I'm surprised I didn't get out and start shouting at Tony, uh, but actually I'm not, really. Yeah, it depends on what You just smash my window. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to bother him about the money. Uh, or uh, it's okay, it's fine. I'll it's only a window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it really, it really is. But especially in those scenes, especially like elbows off the table, staff, yeah. staff, come here, and I'm like, oh god, I'd want to, I'd curl up in a ball and die. I could. Oh, the elbows off the table, that was great. I, I mean, oh god, I mean, you really could imagine 
dating an English teacher would be like that. Like a really, st- <laughs> well, oh, I'm in the arts part of a school. And I was going, oh God, he's not, he's not. He- no, 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 I'm an English teacher. And I'm like, oh, that's even worse. Your heart really calls it arts. Oh God. Yeah, painful, painful. I can I don't actually think a- of an English teacher that, um, that we had that would <laughs> be like that. I know it's one too. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> evil, evil. Um... <laughs> oh god, I was going to say I don't think I could imagine an English teacher that we got taught by, and then you said it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to that extreme, but it would have been would have played out something like that. I would imagine. You um... can imagine it, couldn't you? <laughs> Right, so th- another character that I realised they took out of the- this season was the therapist, and yeah, I felt like there was something missing because his scenes were always like so stupid and a bit of a, you know, like Ricky, not Ricky, T- I keep saying that Tony always feels so down and everything like, and he's just and he's you know he's depressed and like the world's against him, and then he's in a scene with him and he realises okay maybe I'm not the like the the worst person in the room right now. <laughs> uh where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, it's just called, he's just called psychiatrist. He doesn't have a name. Yeah. That's oh, by depressing. the way, I was I was looking up some of the cast. I had no idea that Brian's uh-huh. actor was so like handsome. What's that about? <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. I was like Brian he doesn't uh... look like that in real life. What? <laughs> Wait, I need to do some research here. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, like the, the glasses, the the hair, it's all fake. Um, I assume I'm not sure if he's like got the the same body as well. I don't know. I think that might be a fake as well. I didn't have the pictures. <laughs> it's all fun. Oh, no, come on, come on. Oh, well, I mean, it's only giving me but the but. Oh God, hello. Gee, okay, he looks nothing like his character. <laughs> what the hell? I would like to see some behind the scenes of the, that process because that is a transformation. What is it? Jeez! <laughs> wow! I mean, dedication to the role, that's all I'm going to say with that. Dedication. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Brian's a great character. I love his character. He's, uh, especially in the earlier seasons, he's like such a. <laughs> it's so well acted and how, how weird he is and like me make, how he makes like Valerie feel so uncomfortable every time he comes in. Um, it's just like it makes me feel uncomfortable just watching him on screen and yeah. then they, obviously in this season they did a bit of a redemption arc which I feel like he didn't need I, I liked Brian being the the weirdo, the weirdo that you just kind of stay away from but they yeah. gave him a lot of a lot of uh, character development which is fine I guess but I, did, I think he needed it it's fine I guess um... they did that with a couple of characters did it with did it with um Mickey as well, who Brian always talks about, like with the uh, beating up Fratty and the nonce at the end. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, did does his like supposedly nasty ex-wife and the guy he cheated on, <laughs> or she cheated on him <laughs> with, need to have a redemption arc in this story? Probably not. But yeah, anyway, do they need to be a big part of this? Probably not. But hey, <laughs> I quite like the anonymity that she had as well. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got uh you've got June's son. Yeah. Um who kind of had his own little kind kind of redemption arc a little bit of becoming yeah. a man. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his character, to be honest. No, nah, it's a bit whiny for me. Uh, but... Yeah, he is whiny and he I don't think the acting is very good either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the weaker performances on on the uh, show, mm. but Probably better than I could do on screen, so I can't, I can't critique it too. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Aww. His, his character's cute, and I like their friendship, but it's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the scene where he's in the bath, and his mum and Brian just both walked in and just started talking <laughs> to him. And then Brian stayed there and was like, yeah, yeah, you can move in with me, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and talked about his testicles, that's very British yeah. as well. Just... just... <laughs> Just like let's bring in sex into this for no reason. That's very yeah, British. Um, I think it's because most British people get awkward about the topic of sex, so we just automatically like do nervous laughing at it, and then it's just <laughs> become like a thing that's been like conditioned into us all that we just laugh now. Um, 
That, that's, that's the one the one duality of uh, British society is not ever talking about these taboo subjects ever, and then only talking about them in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so we are forced to laugh at them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, British culture messed up a little bit. Uh... <laughs> right, it's not as bad as American culture, it's fine. Well, yeah, true. Although I don't think Good. Americans do. Hi. <laughs> Gotta get, gotta get that American <laughs> slander in here somehow. Yeah, it's not a li- little slander in there, just one episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny, funny. Um, Who else was it? Ken. Yeah. Oh, Ken. I love Ken. He's so, I love. I love how he mentions like the room being covered or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what the line is, but that made me laugh. And she was like, "Oh, right, okay, nice." <laughs> Oh, lovely. It's like, yeah, this is, this is sparing. I usually just use it to, you know, oh, escort God. people. Oh, I was about to say that. Oh, that was another scene. Where I was like, I want the ground to swallow me up. <laughs> like, honestly, I was, I'd have gone. No, I'll just, I'll just sleep on the floor. Thanks. I won't sleep near that room. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was to be honest with you, the way they were setting that up, I was expecting more of like him intruding her like space or whatever with things. I thought that'd just be like a little running yeah. gag that carried on, and it didn't. It was one episode, and then it like bosh done. Um, yeah, exactly. It's another one of those things where I thought, oh, maybe this is where a character's going with like this. Maybe she'll have some sort of outburst, and there'll be a like a rift between her and Ken or something. Yeah. But nope. Nope. Nothing else there. <laughs> um. I have I only have one more note written down actually, which is that I f- still feel like there's a couple of unfinished unfinished story arcs. Yeah. That I mean, not, I know they're not going to do it season four. No. But I feel like these kind of needed it. One of them was Brian with like, um, you know, he's at the lowest of his low when he's in the stocks and whatever, and yeah. I feel like that needs a bit more, like coming into himself and feeling more confident and growing a bit there if they're yeah. gonna give brian that character development um i felt that kath and pat maybe we could have actually heard them talk more than once which is <laughs> yeah just just, just maybe like we, we've had one interaction and they're supposed to now be dating I think. yeah <laughs> it's like kath has been breaking down because she's so lonely and then in the final scene she gets a dog and a boyfriend and it's like how that is the most unrealistic British scene to ever take place. That there you go. That's <laughs> you'd have one or the other. You would never get both at the same time. <laughs> no. And then the last one was was just the the chemo patients. Oh uh, yeah. Kind of left there as well. I mean, there was a couple things that bugged me about all three of those things actually. <laughs> so they're quite good segues. The chemo patients. The thing that bugged me was the fact. <laughs> It was a bit on the nose, like, oh, what's your name? Lisa. I was like, no. ooh, ooh, I get why you've done that, but ooh, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because it was very obvious what they were trying to do, of being like, look, this is like your wife who mm. died of cancer. Look. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, there was, like, there was already that tension in that scene where he's with, I mean, he's with cancer patients. There's already that thing where it's like, I need to not mention that my wife died of cancer. Yeah. And then there's also like, that thing yeah. of, I need to not mention that I don't believe in an afterlife. So I don't think they needed the Lisa thing as well. <laughs> yeah, like you had, I mean, I get that you then went, oh, it's my wife's name, where's your wife? And like, you got that conversation. But you could have kind of got around that conversation without having the name be Lisa. Yeah. Um. So it was like, that, that was like a one like writing critique, I guess, of that scene was just, I didn't. I didn't quite approve of. Um, yeah, I feel like it would have been better if if he was like, "Oh, uh, my wife uh, has cancer" or something like that, and then you were like, "Oh, right, where is she?" And then he would have been like, "At home," and then it would yeah. have been like, "Oh, it'll be fine. You can go back home and whatever." Yeah, like you still could have had that impactful scene of, "Oh, he's holding it in because they're kids and everything," and and mm. not had to have. I don't want to say lazy writing, but. A sort of lazy writing of her name being like Lisa, ironically. Um, and who calls their child Lisa these days, anyway? <laughs> God, the most unrealistic thing in this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, that was like one critique, I guess I had. Um, the other one wasn't a critique, it was just 
I related quite heavily to Catherine. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um, yeah. I've been. A, I, I, I recently I felt very much in Kath's position of just I'm gonna break down because I feel alone. Um, <laughs> but it just I, I don't know. It, it, I suppose those characters give me hope. Then when they're just like, look, here's a dog, and then she got a boyfriend too, and I was like, that's it, nah, unrealistic. <laughs> um, I'll have. I'm, the I'm dog. just I'm just here for the dog. Yeah, that's what the dog. <laughs> yeah, I will have the dog. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go on the retriever, and I'll be happy for my life. Oh, honestly, I've said, give me a big dog, and I will be quite happy in life because big dogs give huddles, like give hugs, even, <laughs> and I can hug them. Like that's the the, the relationship yeah. I need. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the other one, there isn't any like other than I would say questionably June's son. There isn't really any gay representation in the show. Like there isn't like at the end mm. everybody seems to have got a partner. But everybody is in a straight relationship. There yeah, isn't... the only per- the only person we see that isn't is Ken, like and he just talks about, you know, his constant escapades in the room upstairs kind of thing rather than yeah. actually being in a stable relationship. Like, yeah, exactly. Like the, there's I think there's him and then I would say possibly June's son. Are the only character yeah. well no, because June's son says the entire series like, oh I'm not gay, what so I d I don't oh, know, but oh, like yeah, yeah, true. But like those two characters are the ones that I'm like they're the only ones where they ever really mention it. And I I know it it's it's for me being like, oh god, every series must have a plus representation but i know that that's something a lot of people would critique it because they're not showing that diversity i i, I it, it's a minor tiny thing mm. um no, with I more agree. and more shows with more and more tv series and films putting it as just like a normal thing on screen it's it's almost odd now <laughs> to see a show that hasn't got some form of representation in it yeah but, um, hey, it's it kind of, like linking to that, I think was it season one, maybe where one of the people that they visited was the the trans guy who was a, a dad, and he was like that he was an eight year old girl or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that was a bit like almost being a bit like ah, yeah, see, look, you can't just be a woman if you want to be or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of sending the wrong message a little, even though the 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 guy himself was. Or herself, I don't really know to what extent that was supposed to be a serious scene or not. But uh-huh. like, even though they were they were saying that, yeah, it felt it felt a little bit in poor taste. I feel that one, but yeah, maybe that's yeah. why it hasn't been included and in, like nothing like that was included later on because they got yeah. critiqued about it and they were like, we don't want to risk making that mistake again. Um, yeah, potentially, maybe. But like I say, it's it's a, like those were minor points that I found, but it was like things that I found. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm sad. There's no series four. I would have liked to see a bit more of everything. Yeah, I, I do think it's one that could go for a bit longer, but I, I guess Ricky Gervais wants to move on to different things, maybe, or mm. he can't think of anything else to go with it. But I, I could see him, you know. What's the word? He could collaborate with people on the show, but maybe they wouldn't match with Ricky Gervais's vision. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm not so, sure to what extent they're also all writers or, or whatever as well. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things as to why they wouldn't, but I don't know. I think it, it was one that they could... Because there was only six episodes a series, it doesn't feel... And the, and each episode is only half an hour long. You don't feel like, even when you are binging it, you don't feel like you are because you're not spending, you know, six hours on it. You're spending like yeah. three. Um, so it is one that they, they, I could have seen them doing a bit more of, but you never know. We might get something that's just linked to one of the other characters. We might get more cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get a cat spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if they were going to do a spin-off, who do you think they would do a spin-off based on? Oh, good question. Um, maybe uh, Brian? Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. Might be. Although, I don't know. I feel like he's big side character material. <laughs> yeah, true. The only one that I could think is maybe do one based on um, Lisa. And, like, yeah, that's true. 
I know we've seen a lot of like their couple's life or whatever before, but it could be like before life or something like that, and and they just do how she met him and how different he was, or I don't know. That that's me, <laughs> me bringing in my own multiverse. And, I don't know. I, I feel like as as a uh, like as a thing, it's got a bit more to give, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like if if they knew that they weren't going to be wrapping it up in season three, they could have written it differently where there was enough to go beyond season three. But they, as obviously as it was, they knew it was going to be the last season. Yeah, so they wrapped things up mostly. They wrapped things up nicely. Uh, and speaking of wrapping things up, <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think either of us have an escape of the week this week. No, I think so. I haven't nah. really done anything. In... I mean, that's bizarre, actually. I watched The Imitation Game. <gasps> Did you? It's so good. <laughs> it is good. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's very, very good. I, lo- I love um, some Benny C, so uh, always welcome. And Kira Knightley, just banging. Yes. Absolutely banging. Um, I've been playing The Last of Us. I finally moved to the video game actually playing the last of us now Woo-hoo. Nice. i am about a quarter of the way through i think if i remember the story right that's also that'll confuse everyone i know the game back to f- but i've never played it oh <laughs> <laughs> um, if i remember the story right i think i'm like a quarter of the way through or maybe like a third of the way through it so i'm making good progress on it considering i only started like good progress two weeks ago i think maybe but yeah. I'm not trying to rush through it or anything. I'm taking it at my own pace, I guess, a little bit. Um, and that'll be an exciting thing for this year because we're, that TV series is coming out, I think, this year. Yeah, I think it's this year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got um, a lot of exciting things this year. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of TV series coming out this year, Moon Knight trailer. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot we hadn't mentioned that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would be bad Marvel hosts if we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no. What, that, what do you think? Insane. It looks insane. I can't get over Oscar Isaac Literally. with a British accent. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's not the no, best, but it's also like good in that way, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really like it's jarring because I'm used to him with an American accent and a stormtrooper <laughs> next to him. Like that, that's like the type of aesthetic I'm used to. <laughs> and now you're yeah. throwing him out of that universe and putting him as a British dude. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, but it no, weird. it looks like, so good. <laughs> remember like, the, the teaser for the teaser when the adults had the She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel teaser? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, in, was it November? I think so, yeah. He, they had the line of, um, I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. But I, that line with like the slightly higher voice and the <laughs> off-British accent, I thought that was supposed to be like one of his alter personalities. like. You know how he's he's an American guy, but one of his other personalities is British, so he But no, I think no. he's just straight up a British character. So. Straight up a British character. So we'll see how that goes. As you've got an abundance of British actors that you use with American accents, but apparently yeah. you can't employ a British one to do a British accent. Although to be fair, to, to us the the American accents sound good, but I'm sure a lot of people realise. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people complain about Andrew Garfield. In the Amazing oh, Spider-Man God, Two, God. being like running, speed running all the accents in like six seconds. But I know. Yeah, he's not the Andrew Garfield isn't the best. But to be honest with you, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was highly praised um, because he managed. He he did. It was like it wasn't work experience. That's the wrong word. But it was like he did. He asked to do like a week or a month in an American high school so he could get used to how like their education works. So. Mm acting as a, a teenager in the American high school system. Um, so I can get used to it and get used to being around it. And literally, no one believed he was British Tom Holland. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like, oh my God, your accent's so good. And he was like, yeah, but I'm British. And they go, oh my God, no, your British accent's so good. And he's like, no, no, that's my actual <laughs> accent. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, who knows? I guess some, some are bad and some are good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm not sure if the accent will change. I think we only heard like his Stephen personality talk in this, so yeah. But, but just, it does I'm... look really cool with that, with the the DID stuff, and like when he wakes yeah. up with a gun in his hand, and then uh, the scene where he like he's got insomnia, but then he wakes up and he's strapped to the bed and he's wearing a different shirt. I'm not sure if it's a different night, but like 
it, it seems just, like it, oh it looks so cool yeah it does and um, the costume looks great as well yes i was gonna say the costume looks amazing i mean the cgi always looks good anyway but like yeah the transitions between oh mwah, beautiful <laughs> at <laughs> least from the trailer and that's that's mighty impressive to get it looking good in a trailer <laughs> before you release yeah. it um but we'll also, have to wait Another bit of tangential Moon Knight news, wasn't there, with um, the actor tra- yeah. tragically dying in a skiing accident who was going to play Midnight Man, or is playing yeah. Midnight Man in the show, but I would guess only for this show. How old was he? Like 30, in his 30s, right? Something like that. Like 37, done... I think. That sounds about right. He's done quite a lot of big things, other than going into Marvel. Like... I don't. I, it's it's amazing ironicity that you know two days after all of the hype around Moon Knight starts kicking off, and then someone who's you know one of the main actors in it dies, mm. and everyone's like, "God," um, because obviously then that means that that character either has to be somehow removed or hopefully is killed by the end of the series. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I would hope that they at least. Um, I'm just, I was going to say had the foresight, but there was no way they could have predicted that. God, um, no. no, I was. I, I hope that his character is doesn't end up in like a the child situation. No, oh, and that's going to come out at some point. At some, point. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's been a big like movement about people wanting to recast him, but it's like it's a bit late now. They already decided not to, and they've. <laughs> they're filming the movie, so yeah, too late. Um, I just want to delay it another year or two, then sure. But I just, I don't know. It's an, like I said. I think I said it every time I mentioned it. I don't know how I feel about that one. I really don't. Um, mm. Like if they recast it, I won't be happy. If they try and just write the character out, I won't be happy. If they just replace Black Panther with someone new. I won't be happy, which is what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, they're um, going to make sure he's the new Black Panther, I believe. Yeah. And then that's, it's an entire own world of controversy at the moment with uh, yeah. T-shirt right. Um, and, but like I say, it'll bug me if she becomes Black Panther because Shuri is Shuri. I don't need to be Black Panther. Because <laughs> um, she's... Yeah that's, yeah, that's true. I don't know. At least not yet. No, true. Although we are getting a new kind of leading man role in the in it with Namor. Yes, that's true. That is true. That is true. Which are, and he'll be a big character going forward, I would assume, because he he's a big be. character in the comics. One of the original Marvel characters. One, hey, of the very first. one of the original. Along with the Human Torch. Yeah. And I don't know, Captain America was pretty early on as well. But hey. Yeah. Although Captain America was forgotten about. <laughs> um, yeah. Until the film started coming out. And now he's been forgotten about again. What hap- what, he's old. What, what's happened to him? Is he dead? Yeah. Has he died moon? now? Has he moved, Moved. I don't know, to a different country? What? What's going on? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we'll never know. Maybe we won't find out until Captain America 4. But anyway. <laughs> They've already predicted that Iron Man 4 is going to be a thing, and it's not. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it might be with Riri Williams eventually. Maybe, but that, that's a long but, way down the line. That's not. Yeah. That's not in, on the horizon for Marvel. At, at least I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know. <laughs> um, but I think following on from that, we've caught you up on the news, giving you our thoughts on Life Series three slash one and two. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> with that being said, thank you for listening, everybody. We do have a TikTok now, right? <laughs> Yes, we do, yes. but it's only only my face on there. So if you want to see what I look like, <laughs> there you go. But um, we've we've got a couple of videos on there. Um, I know you're probably not going to be appearing in, in them much because, as you've said, you don't you don't know you don't have TikTok or know how to use it. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> if we ever go and watch something for for one of the reviews, we'll make one. Yeah, I mean, we could make one going into the cinema, coming out of the cinema, and then be like, let's go, wait for our episode this week. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the next thing we'll be watching is. Um, well, it's not uh, Uncharted. Uncharted, there we go. That's what we're doing next, uh, cinema-wise. So go follow us on all our social media, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram. We now have TikTok as well. We've got a couple of videos up on that. Uh, 
Will, it's the same name as everything else, right? <laughs> yeah, Escape, Escape Rocket Podcast or Escape Rocket Pod, I believe. Um, it's one of the two on all the social medias, so it, it'd be <laughs> Yeah, so go follow us on that. Give us any yep. suggestions. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.